here, there, and everywhere. SAFM 104.6 FM in Twani. So we've been profiling uh, people who are contributing in their communities and uh, who've been involved in projects that really give back to uh, addressing some of the needs, some of the challenges that arise around them. Uh, Princess Nakedi is the founder of Princess Nakedi Wig Drive. Princess Nakedi, good morning to you. How are you? <laughs> I'm well, thank you. And thank you so much for making time to speak to us. Tell us it's about okay, your wig drive. Yes. Hi, Kathy. Hi, Princess. Yes, yes tell I us know. about it. Tell us about it. Oh, okay. So um, last year in February, I was diagnosed with um, triple negative breast cancer. And I started treatment and um, I did the whole process of chemo, of Mm -hmm. um, reconstruction and uh, radiation and all. So after I started the treatment, like two weeks into the treatment, I started losing my hair. Mm -hmm. And um, it's something that I didn't think would happen that soon. I knew it was going to happen eventually, but I didn't know it would happen that soon. And I remember how... You know, when I was diagnosed, I promised God I would never cry and I would never ask why me. Uh, But when I lost my hair, it was the most painful moment of my life. Mm. I remember my mom, my dad and I hugged and cried together. And, you know, I felt like, uh, you know, I've lost my self-confidence. I've lost my self of identity, you know, sense of identity. And uh, it was painful. So having observed, you know, women that I was um, undergoing treatment with, I also observed that, um, you know, the loss of hair had taken something away from them. Mm. And I thought, um, you know, if one would collect wigs for them, it would be a great initiative, especially because um, there are a lot of costs, you know, that are associated with um, cancer treatment, um, you know, and there are... Um, non-health costs like, you know, the food, the wigs, and wigs are expensive. They range from 300 rands to about 5,000 rands, depending on what you are looking for. So um, I talked to my sister about this. I said to her, I'm thinking of collecting wigs, you know, for for anyone who's on cancer treatment and has lost their hair, and, Mm. you know, it would be like fixing another woman's crown. Mm-hmm. And uh, she said to me, she's all for it. She helped me uh, put together, you know, the whole thing. And she also donated 40 wigs because she's turning 40 this year. Wow, that's incredible. <laughs> 40 is, wigs, eh? Yes. So, mm-hmm. um, and, you know, she's not the only one who's been helping. I have had people offering their help, their services. I've had guys ask me, you know, I don't have a wig, but what can I donate? Mm-hmm. You know, some people have um, donated money and some have pledged to donate money. And we've also partnered with, on this drive, we've partnered with um, Look Good, Feel Better, which is also an organization that deals with abused women and also cancer patients. So they would help them with the makeup because when you are on chemo, you lose your hair, your brows, your lashes, anything that's hair on your body just disappears. 
So they help women how to put on their makeup and to look mm-hmm. beautiful again. Mm-hmm. So we thought, you know, we could form a collaboration with them. And when they do their makeup, we can, you know, do their week things and just make those women feel beautiful again. Princess, do you think that out of your own journey, you were able to see why it would be important for a drive like this to exist? Um, yes, I, I, I saw that, you know, um, sure. It is amazing that, um, you know, when you are diagnosed, you start asking yourself a whole lot of questions. Mm. In fact, there are mixed emotions about being diagnosed. Um, some people have fear, you know, is it going to come back and what's going to happen? Some people feel alone, you know, and um, I was lucky that I had family support. And some people are not so lucky. They don't even have money for it. And um, now, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm in a point of um, privilege. I'm standing at a point of privilege where I have a medical aid and I have a supportive family. But there's a woman who's out there and just wants to cover her head. You know, mm. losing your hair is like being dethroned. It's like losing your crown, actually. You know, and um, they don't have that support. Mm. And I've heard of stories where partners leave when, you know, someone is diagnosed. So, you know, this weak drive, I thought it would bring back the self-confidence in women. It will bring back their dignity. And it is something that I think that should have been done a long time ago. Princess. You know, I wish mm. there was a point where <laughs> if you're on medical aid, they would say, okay, um, you've been diagnosed and here's a week for you. Oh, Princess Nakedi, I want us to continue with this conversation. She is the founder of the Princess Nakedi Wig Drive and, as you heard, also uh, a survivor of breast cancer and has gone through the treatment and is speaking perhaps from her own personal experience of what it has been like. And that's really where the dream for this particular drive was born. Let me take a quick break. I'm back with Princess Nakedi after this. The Talking Point with Kathy Motlasana, weekdays, 9 a.m. till midday. We continue the conversation on the talking point and we've been uh, chatting to Princess Nagedi. She's our final guest for today and we've been reflecting on her foundation or her drive rather, uh, the Princess Nagedi wig drive. So so Princess, how are you uh, rolling out these uh, the distribution of the wigs, in particular for the people who need it? Okay, so we have not started the distribution yet, Okay. Uh, but uh, we are collecting um, the wigs. So we've got drop-off points, and these drop-off points are at various places which are convenient uh, to access for a lot of people. We've got Olivedale um, Hospital, we've got Pine Haven, um, Clinton Hospital, uh, Mill Park Breast Cancer, uh, Breast Cancer Center, um, Dr. Mtwani's Rooms in Sprayview, uh, Park Rent, Postnet, Postnet, Bethlehem, and we also have the Box Lifestyle in Soweto in Villagazi Street. Um, we've got our drop-off boxes there, so people will drop off the wigs, so they will wash them, dry them, and package them nicely in Ziploc bags, uh, put them in those uh, boxes, and we will then collect the boxes. So once the boxes have been collected, we will wash the wigs, sort them, and we will distribute them to patients who will be, say, at um, Helen Joseph Hospital or Baraguana, 
I say Helen Joseph Hospitals because at least my treating surgeon, Prof. Ben, is also in on this drive. And, uh, you know, she has a lot of patients that would obviously benefit from this drive. And the rest of the people, you know, can uh, contact us. I've got an Instagram page. It's at princess underscore breast cancer survivor. So they can DM me and uh, or they can call me and we will uh, get to them. How much of this is also an opportunity for you to be able to have conversations with women who are going through similar experiences to what you have had to recently go through? And the, the opportunities are, are, are vast. Um, like I started the page, you know, to share my journey. So I started the Instagram page. I'm a BBT, born before technology, you know. <laughs> but <laughs> I had to come up with, uh, with the help of my daughters, we, uh, we had to come up with this page where I share my journey and I speak to women and I counsel them, you know. But I think also that... Um, you know, there are other platforms, you know, where we could, where I could share my journey uh, with the ladies. But at the moment, I am just doing one-on-ones with those that uh, call me or send me a WhatsApp or ask for my help or through, you know, uh, uh, someone who knows me who's got a relative who's going through this, you know. But, um, yeah, we, we can we can expand this, you know. We, we can have talks. We can go to the hospital just so much care that can be done mm. uh, because, uh, like I said, that you know I'm on medical aid, so I go to um, you know private hospitals and I see private doctors. But there's a woman out there who goes to Helen Joseph, who goes to Bara, you know, and they're all alone and uh, you know they don't have anyone to support them. They don't have anyone to encourage them because this is a very tough journey. You know, you, you get sick most of the time uh, from, you know, side effects of chemo and all. So there is so much, so much that can be done for cancer patients, any kind of cancer patient. Mm. What, what, what pushed you to be so vocal about your journey and, and share it with, with other people? Okay, so, um, you know, through my experience, I saw how I was supported. And um, I had an interview on one of the radio stations. And after the interview, I had a whole lot of people opening up to me about their uh, experiences. And these are some of pe- uh, these are people that I have known for years, but I didn't know that they had gone through such. Mm. And uh, after hearing me on radio, you know, they came up to me and said, "This is my experience." And I found that some of the things that they went through, they didn't have to go through. You know, they didn't have to go through the mm. pain. They didn't have to have those scars. Um, there's a lady whose doctor said to her, you know, after diagnosis that she has to do a mastectomy. And uh, she didn't go for second opinion. You know, she trusted the doctor. And she said to me, Princess, this doctor butchered me. You know, mm. so those are all the sad stories that you hear. You hear of uh, people who go to, to Bara. Uh, they go on certain days of the week. They queue up for long hours. They get there, they get students. And when, you know, when, when it's time for them to see the doctor, they don't even get to see the actual doctor, but they're sent away and told to come back another day. You know, there's a backlog of um, radiation at um, General Hospital. 
And uh, so these are all the things that, you know, make my heart so sore and feel for these women because uh, they have no voice. Mm, you know? mm. They have no voice and they have no support whatsoever. I have a lady who's been taking medication. She doesn't even know her status. In June already, it will be a year that she will be attending a breast cancer clinic at Barra. But she doesn't know whether she's got cancer or not. You oh, know, so those yeah. are the sad realities, yes. So, mm. you know, this, um, I, I thought, you know, let me make a difference. You know, maybe my two cents worth of difference, but let me make a difference and speak for those women who can speak for themselves. Princess Nagedi, let me thank you so much for being part of this conversation. Before I let you go, I'm, go- I'm going to play just uh, one WhatsApp voice note that's uh, come through uh, for you on, on our line. Uh, hi, Kathy. I've just been listening to your guest who is uh, talking about the wigs, uh, etc. Um, I can relate to that. Um, I, my daughter, about two years ago, she was about eight years old. She was diagnosed with cancer um, <clears throat> in the back of her brain and uh, thankfully all was removed but she also obviously lost all of her hair and um, at that age it's it's uh, it's very difficult especially for children um, to sort of live with the fact that they all the hair has fallen out so your guest is doing an amazing job i just wanted to say that and um, keep up the good work and uh, yeah Thanks for what you guys are doing. It's uh, it's not easy if you're in that position, um, going through chemo and all your hair is falling out. Um, so yeah, uh, big thumbs up and big high five to your guest for uh, for what she's doing for the people out there who's going through cancer treatment and uh, etc. Thank you, Bernard from Cape Town. All right. Thanks. Thanks for that WhatsApp voice note, Bernard. Uh, Princess? Hi, Kathy. Wow. Thank you so much, Bernard. And I hope your daughter is doing well. Yeah, losing your hair is, is, is difficult. Really, really difficult. Um, it was the most painful time of my life. And um, I know that a lot of women feel the same. You know, I have a godson who also had... Um, a cancer, and um, he was okay the whole time until he lost his head. So mm-hmm. it affects everyone, women, men, you know, it's, it's not an easy thing to deal with. Mm-hmm. Well, Princess, thank you so much for um, the work that you are doing in supporting people who are undergoing treatment. And I think, you know, there's so much uh, that we learn just from your story as well. Thank you so much, Katie, for the opportunity and to all the cancer patients out there. You are not alone, um, you know, and you are beautiful. Uh, we've got the wigs coming your way. So hang in there. Help is on the way. We are going to help fix your crown. And, uh, yeah, be strong. We love you lot. Princess Nagedi, the founder of the Princess Nagedi Wig Drive. You can definitely go in and assist uh, where it comes to uh, being part of the solution there. All right, Sakina Kamwendo out for the day. Udo Karlsa is standing in for him. Udo Karlsa, good afternoon to you, Udo. Long time no chat. Too long, too long, Kathy <laughs> Moslatlana. How are you doing? I'm doing well. So great to hear your voice. Well, of course, I hear you on SA. 
SAFM, but great to be chatting with you today for a change. Absolutely. You make it sound so definitive. Sakina is back on Monday. <laughs> All right. Just standing in for two days. <laughs> no problem, Udo. What's coming up on your show? Plenty coming up on the show. You know the court papers that have been filed today. We're going to look into that uh, sort of ace, Makashule, playing his ace, as it were. And uh, we are now in the grips in Gauteng of a third wave. That and plenty more coming up in the next hour.